This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off using the code SWN20 for that 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. What's happening, troops? It's Billy here from the SWN Podcast. <laughs> so we've got a very special episode for you. You know what the episode is, uh, because you can read the title. But I am joined on this occasion, episode 193, by the Fresh Prince of Des Moines Square. Say that five times. Uh, himself is Ravy Davy. Welcome to the show. What's happening, troops? I need to know what your catchphrase is, so I can steal that as well. Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thank you for having me on. I look forward to... Dana, it's been long overdue. I actually had forgot you'd asked me ages ago, so I'd, I'd, I'd actually thought you'd never asked me before. So I was that way well, when I got asked to go and I was buzzing. Not because it is quite, well, I'm very busy and I, I hate saying that because obviously it sounds like I'm trying to boast about having a, a, a lot today because I just, I'm all, or it sounds like I'm complaining, but I'm not, and I enjoy being busy, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's just because it's been raining the day and that as well, and it's not got to change. I usually go at Flyern uh, for upcoming shows and stuff like that, but Drumchapel's uh, got like, two tickets left, so I've no fear of that's not going to sell it. Drumchapel is Friday, so I don't feel that that's not going to sell it, so I, don't, I couldn't maybe take the day after that, so I thought, and I, I just uh, said to you, get me on, and you've managed to accommodate me, so that's really quality for you, 10 out of 10, props for Billy, not I mean, accommodating Scottish wrestling, like nobody else. No bother. Um, for for anyone who is curious, I'm not doing doing this during work hours. That is uh, definitely not happening. Uh, is my lunch hour is dead. Uh, but no, I'm glad to have you on. Yeah, like like we were going through when I was asking for guests or asking for guests, but for suggestions anyway. And your name popped up a couple of times for for uh getting getting you on the show. And I, I didn't mind. I did ask you for for to do it. Like I used to do on on site Q and A's. And to be honest. They were great. The people that did them gave me great answers. I hated doing them because you don't uh, get this. You don't get this uh, like interaction. Um, I'm just asking you like ten questions, and you could repeat. You could repeat every time each question. Oh, I like Eddie Guerrero, and then oh, who would you like to wrestle? Oh, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, that's, that's boring. Let's. This is a bit more exciting because uh, there's always a chance that I'll forget something and look like a right knob at the same time. So it's it's the added jeopardy of doing a podcast. But but this, I think this is your proper first Scottish wrestling podcast. I think you did ESSR for 10 minutes. You did uh, uh, did a couple other podcasts. This is your first proper Scottish wrestling podcast, I think. I would say so, yeah. I'd have, I'd, I'd think so. Uh, maybe I think I've done the ICW fans podcast, oh, to be fair. Uh, I, I, I did a and made a hole for that. Uh, I remember that. I, but uh, this is this is the first time I'm working with the best Scottish wrestling podcast. Not me. Clip that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with the basics. Then the, the basic question we ask every wrestler is, uh, "What got you to wrestling?" So what was the moment that really you watched it? And went, I I'm watching wrestling. I love this forever. Uh, well, I can I can remember. Well, I can't, I can't really remember much, but I get told. I always get told after my sister. And my nan and that when I was growing up that I seen no I we were in my uncle's house. It was, my, it was my birthday, my nineteenth of January, my birthday, so I would have just turned three and somebody had the wrestle uh, the Royal Rumble and it was the next day, it was after it was obviously when I've been this 
probably know that even even that day, but the week after it would have been the week after or something, but I'm just because it was on my birthday, I just remember that date being on my birthday this rest, uh, this Royal Rumble. It was when Shawn Michaels won the belt. Uh, and uh, apparently my uncle had been watching it or somebody had been watching. My cousin's in fact, I was at my cousin Terry, he'd been watching it in his room and I was in the house and I seen it obviously and I went up to the telly and I've been like fixated on it, watching it, whatever. Uh, so then after that, I would watch it here and there, but I was never massive into it. I was just watching it with my cousins and stuff like that. My nana, my, my family never really came for obviously, a rich background. And back then, to let's see wrestling, you kind of had to have like, Sky or Kate, like the, the, what was the other boxes? There was, there was Sky and there was the other NTL Digital. Oh, I, 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 I was remembering on digital. That's, that's why I remember. I, I was, I, that kind of thing. Uh, that was the only way you could watch it. We didn't have anything like that. We had Channel 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. I remember one time I seen uh, the Royal Rumble on Channel 4, and sometimes you'd see WCW on Channel 5 and stuff like that. But so as I said, I would watch it here and there, but I wasn't big into it. But then it's, much, it's a bit tragic not when it, when it gets to this. But uh, when my mum died when I was six years old, uh, uh, obviously, I was rather quite depressed. Not, I mean, obviously, lost my mum at such a young age. Didn't have a dad or anything like that. So uh, I was really upset. I would just be sitting down the stairs. I'd be staying in a close in Govan. So there was my nan up top with my uncle, and then I would stay downstairs with my mum. That so when my mum passed away. I used to just like sit outside the door waiting on my mum to come back. I didn't really understand. Stand deaf, not I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's quite, it's quite a sad story, not I mean, even hanging over your life, you know. Uh, but just I used to, that was, that was quite obviously. My nana hated that, not I mean, but so then my nana noticed whenever I was in my cousin's house and I was watching wrestling, it was the only time that I wasn't really sad, not I mean. So then my nana kind of just went body, not I mean, bought every video she could. She went out, she was skin, she went and bought Sky TV and. It was in my room, it wasn't it? in the living room, though. I mean, I had Sky in my own room when I was six, seven years old. Uh, she'd buy me all the figures, she would let my cousins come around Xander and she'd let Steg stay with me whenever so they could, we could all watch the wrestling. She'd let me stay at schools on Mondays uh, so I could stay up and watch the pay-per-views, just all the... Because as well, when Anna was obviously old on the age, she'd had her three kids and now she has to watch me and my sister. She could have let us go into care, but she, she wasn't going to do that. So I think she would just want an easy life, no? I mean, it was like, which I could obviously... Like, you know what I mean? Like I could, because by the time, but once she bought any, and obviously I woke up, I've got ADHD, and so you're kind of obsessed with some stuff, not I mean? So I get really obsessed with wrestling. So, I mean, that way, if my nan, na, my nan, like, because she gave me it so much, like, if she stopped giving it, I'd have probably go quite erratic and annoyed and all that. So, she right. just done everything for me. And, uh, obviously, as I said, it probably it was, it made her happy, obviously, not seeing me upset, and I obviously crying about my mum and stuff like that, because obviously, as I said, I could just only imagine uh, that would be. Quite hard to take, especially now that I've got my own kid and that, not I mean, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Obviously, oh, you know, even just my kid, just have you seen kids upset? It's just, it's not really a nice thing. So, I'd imagine that would have broken my ass So, you just put all the things into wrestling. So, that's how I get into wrestling. Uh, and then, obviously, I was lucky that my cousin loved it and uh, Zach uh, Steg, my other pal. So, we were, we, us three were just thick as fees, we'd just kick about Govan all the time and we would do Linhouse it was, we would just walk about the streets of Linhouse and we would find old mattresses that had been flung out and we would take them to this one back garden that had a good wall to jump after and we'd usually, we'd, we, even if it was, we'd wrestle in one, not I mean, but we'd always try and get like two or three so it was good and it was like a ring and we'd obviously double, if you get a double mattress it was better obviously because it was bigger <laughs> and then we'd just, like, just we used to wrestle 24-7 just to freeze for the crack I'd be on at uh, night time man 
honestly, we would just we'd, we actually used to get like people coming and watching us and stuff like that as well. But because the stuff we'd, they would like put each other through like cupboards and stuff like that, and we'd find like old weapons and make like, old old snooker tables and stuff. People thought we'd use anything that we could get to their disposal, and we would just batter each other. Uh, so that was all. All that was kind of my first. That's how I get into wrestling, and no way to idea on a bigger stage now, and so it's worth it no bad. So, so the government team was always was day one. It was always. Uh, I, I mean, I so obviously, especially people watching. If people have actually watched my career and stuff like that, you would think you wouldn't think that you would think, oh, it's Ravy, and then I've maybe invited somebody along and then invited another person along. But it was me, Zander, and Steg for day one. And then as we got older, but when we went to high school. We all went to three different high schools. So obviously, just as that happened, we obviously still were part of each other. And that, but you obviously, you just tend to. Kick about with the people that you'll be in high school, then you know. I, mean, I don't know if that's something that you've done, but it's, I'm sure everybody in the world had a pal that they, went, they were pal in primary school that they didn't kick about with as much when they went to high school. So that was kind of me, Zander Stegg. Still the best of pals. Anytime we would see each other, uh, we'd obviously be like, the best pals ever on that. But then eventually, as well, I get kicked out of my school, so I end up back in school with Zander. So that obviously came back together. Uh, but as I said, it wasn't not, we didn't like fall apart, and that was just obviously. And you get and plus at that age in all high school, that's when you kinda like, you don't know like stop, you don't stop liking wrestling, being naked on that you don't uh, like it anymore. You know what I mean? So you're like but I, to be fair, I was always I don't know, it sounds mad, but I used to always like, I never gave a fuck. No, I mean I've never gave a fuck. My my mum like, my passed away when I was six and then I have a dad, no, I mean like where if I go to to loss, no, I mean like, like except for just like just being myself, where if I go to be embarrassed about would I go, I don't care what other people think of me, all these kind of things, right? Uh, so I've just always, I always was more apologetic. So I've always did. People tell people I like wrestling and stuff like that, but I don't think Xander and I don't think Steg did and stuff like that. And <laughs> even at that time, I wasn't, I wasn't still, but I wasn't still beginning. I was getting, I start obviously I started getting drinking, started getting buds and all that. So wrestling wasn't my main focus. But then once the WWE Network came about, I think that was two thousand and twelve, was it? Maybe even. Something like that, yeah. It's, it's, the WWE Network came back and I was right back just watching all my feet, all my old stuff, everything just fell back in love with it. And then uh, I started... So what happened was my nana passed away. I don't, I just, I don't imagine... You know you asked me this question, but I imagine your next question probably is why did I end up becoming a wrestler? So I'm going to tell you this anyway. <laughs> uh, so obviously I was, tw- I was 20, 20, 21 years old, so I started watching that again. Uh, uh, me and Xander Steger watching it and stuff like that. Uh, it was actually Xander that helped, because we didn't know it was launch in the UK for a while. Xander helped me get a, what's it called, a VPN, so I could watch it in Scotland, even though it wasn't out there yet. So I was watching all that stuff, so that's how I ended up seeing the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania stuff. Not, I was watching the WWE Network, but it was available in Scotland uh, but so as I was saying I was watching that my nana passed away and it was the same time the ICW documentary came out uh, Insane Fight Club Okay. so I watched that obviously I'm right back at wrestling again so I've got ADHD as well as I said so I'm back in the obsessive part of it. No, I, mean, I, love, I, I loved wrestling again because I found the WWE Network watching all my favourite stuff in the past all that kind of stuff so I was just mad for it and I seen the documentary and I seen Grado and Love the man, but it's done so much for my career. But see, when I first seen him, I was like, I am right. He's bigger than me, and I'm funnier than him. Not I mean, see if he can do it. If he's the best at it, then I can be the best at this. Not I mean, so I'm going to go and try. I'm going to become a wrestler. Uh, and then uh, the GPW just no longer opened either. I'd seen uh, a 
and I'll do it for you. And as this always happened as well, my nana's literally just passed away. Uh, she had cancer and stuff like that. Uh, so she passed away and she'd left me a certain amount of money. No, not nothing mental, you know what I mean? No, she wasn't, wasn't rich after it, you know what I mean? It was, it was just a, a wee whatever she had in her bank. It split between me and my sister and my two wee cousins. So I had £250 and the first course was £125 a day, eight weeks in the asylum. So I used that money uh, I just thought to myself, what's something to be with me when I'm proud, proud of me, not maybe beyond the grave? Sound, sounds, maybe sounds, there's people there like, talking shit all hocus pocus, all buff the kill, pish, not me, but just something, what can I date me when I'm proud of me beyond the grave? So I went and joined the wrestling school, uh, GPWA, and obviously it's got to sound big. For the day I went in there, I just felt like, this is it, this is, this is what I, my calling is not I mean I was a fully qualified welder by then and I, I hated every minute, you know what I mean? Everybody's like, oh, you're making you've got to make good money, you know that. I've never been driven by money, not I mean money's no it makes me passionate. I might be happy in life, not I mean I lost my mind through depression, not I mean I've got the details, but I'm sure you can put two and two together with that. And I mean maybe in red stuff stuff before, but uh I've probably seen some of my sick jokes on TikTok actually but fucking on. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you can put two together. So I don't really care about Money, not I mean, but happen. We, we, we see all the money you save up and you make and stuff that was happening when you die. You can leave it to somebody, fair enough, not I mean, but you'll know. It doesn't matter. Money burns a hole in my pocket. Uh, but I, I just want to be happy in life. And ever since I started training to be a wrestler, I've been happy, not I mean, the depression and stuff like that's alleviated. Obviously, like, I've been wrestling for eight years, so I can't say I've been, it's been all sunshine and buttercups and I've been happy and farting fucking rainbows the full time. But in the last eight years, I've been more happy than I've been sad, not I mean, and through my full life. I've probably been more unhappy and depressed about stuff than I have been happy. And for the last eight years, it's been the opposite. That it's just been more happiness and everything just seems to. I'm just living it my dream. Not I mean, it's, 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 it's sometimes I just wake up and punish myself because I think it's mad how far I've got in life uh, just through something that I love so much. Um, I'm I'm just worried that you know the format of our of our show already, and it's not been ten minutes. Uh, no, so. I just like talking with myself, <laughs> mate. Honestly, no, I mean that's this is the story. As whenever when people obviously like stalk me in the streets and stuff, like, and ask for like, pictures, not why I talk to me. That and I think after about ten minutes, they end up regretting it because I end up talking with myself so much. Not and I'm like, oh, this and this and this, and they're like, fuck it, I want to get somewhere to go, mate. <laughs> that's alright. It's absolutely fine for this kind of format because yeah. I mean, when it comes to doing podcasts and that, you, there's not that many questions you can ask wrestlers that haven't already been asked before. Um, oh, we do have a couple of stupid questions we do ask people, which we'll get to. But um, so, so good. So, GPWA started. Um, of course, you did you did your backyarding with the rest of the Govan team. Um, so, what did was there any immediate differences you noticed as soon as you went into the the GPWA uh, induction? Well, the, the backyarding we done, it wasn't it? I know it was technically, it definitely is backyarding, but we stoked it. Like, see, most people that done backyarding, they're probably doing it when they're like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. We were done it like, we were doing it like 7, 8, 9, 10, and then we probably stoked because we were getting a bit too big for it, not I mean, it was like, mm. oh, you know, we're starting to obviously get attracted to the birds and that, and obviously starting to fancy, but you know, that stuff, all the bigger ones are coming. But then if they go to a stage and all, people are coming in and sabotaging, but we were doing mm. that as well, you know what I mean? Just like that. So we'd stoked by the time that probably a lot of people were starting the backyard, and so. But the thing is, I would say, is it sounds mad, right? Obviously, I was like, taking bumps in that when I was doing the matches. Well, I technically was taking bumps, but I'm no. Like, Neck tucked and up my chin tucked or that kind of stuff. No, I mean it was I was just getting flung half my pals and I was flinging them. But uh, 
No, there's a lot of stuff that actually was is really similar. It's just you're learning how to land it and date safely and stuff like that in wrestling, which I did find kind of mental, uh, obviously, because backyarding is obviously so frowned upon, but yet it's not really much different except for the ones that paid ticketed audience with a lot of people there, and then they'll just cut our mates out the backyard and having a laugh. So are you always Ravy Davy? Was that always the, the character? Was that always they just evolved from there or did you have something I don't know outlandish mental that you used well, instead not, so I've always been Ravy Davy me myself right? I've always been Ravy Davy since I was a wee boy but when I wrestled I wasn't Ravy Davy and I didn't want to be Ravy Davy when I became a wrestler uh, obviously because I thought as a wrestler you need to make your own character you can't just come in as you so mm-hmm. I was Ravy Davy so I couldn't come in be Ravy Davy, you get me? That was my thinking, that was my thought process for it. So I wanted to be Callum Davidson, the superior Scotsman. Uh, I would do a move called Unholy on that, because obviously Christian had done pretty. I'd have a move where I'd pick you up, I'd have your legs right up there, basically kind of up like a jackhammer, but I'd just got ramp DDT, you know what I mean? So you couldn't really protect yourself or anything like that. Obviously, I was doing it on my, to my pals on mattresses, so I wasn't killing them or anything like that, but uh, it was definitely no what you would call David David the day I've got none deal because I basically obviously I pitched Callum Davidson a Wolfgang I said this is my idea for wrestling he's like that's shit. I was like uh, he's like what do you mean mate I was like I've been thinking this all my life you know what I mean this is my heart and soul my wrestling he's like why do you want to just be David David I was like what do you mean he's like well David David's a character isn't he and I was like I mean I I am, like, people they call me a character, and I, when, you know what I mean, when I do meet people, like, you know, he's a character, him and all that, but like, I'm David Davey, not me, I can't be David Davey, he's like, well, you can, because you're David McCallum, not when you're obviously not actually David Davey, you're David McCallum, so you can be David Davey, and maybe just turn it up a bit, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, that sounds good to be fair, and it's going to be easier for you now, because you don't need to think what would Callum Davidson do in this situation, mm-hmm. you'd be like, we would Ravy David do in this situation, but you are Ravy David. So you don't need to think what it would do, you just say, what would I do in this situation? And obviously, then I won't do it. Or oh, I try and portray it in a wrestling sense. Mm-hmm. So that's where that came from. But no, I never, I was never, I thought I was never allowed to be Ravy David. So I'd technically be practising to be Ravy David all my life, but I didn't think I'd be able to be as a wrestler. And then obviously, I know it's when you're growing up and that, it's like, obviously you always wanted to be a wrestler, but there was never like, really a path to do it. So it, just that, you know, you know what I mean. Like, so it was like a lot of people. I imagine growing up in America when they were younger than that, they probably have. There's people that definitely haven't known. There's even people that were my age probably had it themselves. But I just didn't think, even though that's all I wanted to be, I didn't have like everything pure, meticulously thought out and all that. You get me? Right. Out and wrestled with my pals and thought it would be brilliant if there was like a wrestling youth club that taught us how to wrestle. We used to always ask just youth workers that. You know what I mean? That's one of the reasons I'm pure proud of the school because like now I'm giving people something that I. That's all I wanted. Not I mean when anybody would come that means and on stage, but wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. The people think we were talking about like freestyle and all that. Not talking about WWE. Not even like a wrestling club. We can just fuck each other about wrestling. That's what I was about. So you just said that the the, the about the youth center thing. So pretty much you've you've put your the kind of your life into wrestling, and and now you're you're just doing all you're providing all the things that you wanted as a youth uh, to your community now, which is. is it's pretty commendable when it, when it, when you come to think of it as well. Uh, it was not just my community. Be fair, but it's uh, so. No, I've been doing wrestling for eight years, right? And I 
as this is no dig to anybody, this isn't me uh, calling anybody or anything like that, right? But I quite, I really, I quite a really good paying job as a welder. I become a wrestler, no, but like, because I was hurting myself in the welding, and I was like, ah, this isn't for me. I want to be a wrestler, so I want to hurt myself in the welding. I need to take so many weeks off, right? So I was just jumping about jobs and all that, and this that there was never really the end goal was always to hopefully make enough money after this. It might never happen, but it's just that's what I was working towards. There's obviously a lot of rest. I'm not saying like because I think a lot of people play rest. I'm not saying that about anybody. You know what I mean? Everybody that wrestles and that we're putting our lives on line and that. So anybody who does it, they're a wrestler. You know what I mean? But I just say like probably people that just there is people that don't mind where it goes. They just what ideas and like. But for me, it was just that always like. I never really thought I'd make it to WWE either, but not I mean I'm but I've got things that might no help me get to certain places. I'm not going to go leave that for if I ever end up the James English podcast or something or Joe Rogan or something like that, mate. No, I mean no offense to it and that, come on. I, I don't really market my brand. Uh, but no, uh, but in a city, so there was it's always been but I've always wanted to like, make this my living. That's always just what I've been building towards. I wanted to have a company, I wanted to have a school, I wanted to wrestle myself and stuff like that and now it's finally after eight years just starting to kind of reap its rewards I'm not quite where I want to be yet it's a lot of hard work but I've never been happy in my life like I said a minute ago my missus was saying my partner Georgia who obviously helped me run everything she was saying that she was up for her mother's day then all yes I'm doing that and obviously she ended up with her uncle's not there for her granny and stuff like that and the, uh, they were talking end up at the topic came up about me and that's what she was saying she's like she's never seen me so happy and then that's what they, they would all end up saying is like ah, it's because you should never really wanted to work a normal job he's always just wanted to be wrestling 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 not I mean and now, as I said because of everything it's starting to uh, get to that that stage but uh, that's why I started the school as I said to try and make a full time living it but see now if I never made a single, like if I went into this school every week and I never made a single bit of profit again, I would still do it, you know what I mean? It's the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. It is, uh, so I've got about, no, every weekend, so every weekend I have at least 45 to 50 kids in all different classes and then I have my adult class which is about up to, can be anything for 5 to up to 20 sometimes, but no in the one club, I've not had 20 in the one adult class, but I mean, nearly two days, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes you're having 75 people coming uh, through the doors, you know what I mean? We've only been open since October. Uh, and as I said, I would I would happily do it for nothing, you know what I mean? Just because how how rewarding I've seen it is. It's like some of these kids have come into me and they're shy, they, they don't have any confidence, they, they've I don't think I'm t- no, no, no really social. No, I mean, just being stuck on the computers and stuff like that. And see now, like obviously they they've been coming for weeks. Now. They're all wee pals. They all pure, they all have inside jokes and all that. They all they all band me up. No, I shout daft at me. No, when I'm getting like Davy draws and stuff like that. They all like. So the, the older class, the 12 to 15 year old class as well, they used to like, just stall and like, they weren't going to talk to each other and look at each other. Now if I turn my back, they've got themselves in heat blocks and all that and try to like, obviously what punch each other and all that. I'm like, oh, this is madness. Nothing but it's, it is honestly, it's the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. And the way I see it is right, obviously, everybody's got their own opinion on what I'm doing. And I think because it's me, I get a lot more heat 
for the stuff that I do just because I'm no your conventional guy. I didn't come in and do it the way that's formulated. I just have always, I came in, I got popular on social media. I used that to get myself on a lot of shows because I sold tickets and stuff like that. And a lot of people don't like that, but that's, that's what happened. And now I think a lot of people expect me to pay even mergers before I did. But the way I see it is you can't, but if you wait a bit for stuff, the momentum might not be there. Uh, I don't even know where I've ended up going. It's always there, so it's like ADHD, Sorry. but... The momentum could end up stopping and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, obviously, people... There's a lot of people that aren't there happy the way I've conventionally done it. That's what I remember, conventionally done it, right? So, it's not happy me. If I people to date, whatever, probably a different story. But I just think, right, see if you're five years old and you want to be a boxer, See, if you're five years old, you want to be a football player. If you're five years old, you want to be a gymnastics or and, and uh, whatever else. You want to do anything, right? There's a club out there for you. But see, if you're five years old in Glasgow and you want to be a wrestler, can you do it? Never do it. You have to, and this isn't a bad thing, right? And this is, because actually this is, I think this is me getting a shout out, you know what I mean? Because this is one of the better places I got my ideas for. Uh, but obviously the only place you could go and date was FPW. Uh, and if you're free Glasgow, driving to Fife, to take your kid to this and couldn't it make I don't know if I don't check out their time and stuff like that but it might not be with the words uh, cost effective not even cost it might not be doable with the time you finish work drive through all that kind yeah, of well, stuff yeah. all these different things so I've got history as being a youth worker I'm a trained youth worker I have my own kid uh, I've been wrestling for eight years that stuff is I've run like youth clubs and stuff like that I've been part I've done all these different things so I just feel like all my skills that I have to get when I'm at the shows I'm on like I know it sounds daft, not me, but like, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm popular on TikTok, not me, so what the kids all love, right now they all love TikTok as well, so I thought that would be a, like, a good party as well. Just all these different things that uh, just made me what, what I do. Plus as well, one of the biggest things about, about it as well, my kid wants to be a wrestler, uh, and there's nowhere for him to train to be a wrestler, so what was I going to do? Oh, not even get, get a, a wrestling school opened for... Him to be able to train, and obviously, through as well, he's got another pals not now. He's got another wee pals that likes wrestling that are making them actually look up to him because he, he like, he's basically Shane McMahon, not what I mean, he gets. Like, obviously, <laughs> that's probably not what people would definitely think. I'm big, he's saying that, but you get what I mean. And they, he, like, he's obviously yeah. the one that's like, he's not because he, like, all the stuff I'm teaching these wins, I've taught him. 45 times, you know what I mean, before I even hit a wrestling or anything like that. So they're kind of all the reasons that I've done it. But as I said, no, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And if I never make an RPN off it, I'll still be running that wrestling school until the day I die. Yeah. Well, we'll say what, what I've, I've kind of gathered from, from what we've talked about already was at least with you have set up your own school, your own promotion and be able to do that, you've you've regained control of it. Because I suppose when you, when you started watching wrestling, it was a very uh, spiraling time of your life and you didn't have a lot of, of kind of control and, and a hold of, of things. And then you said you had your, your troubles in school as well and, and you, there was not a lot of control there. Whereas now you're in charge, you've got your school, you've got your promotion, you've got your, um, you're able to, to be in charge of something that you find ridiculously rewarding at the same time. So it just seems to be like you've, you've went through the hard times to reap the, the benefits now and been able to do what you want to do while you still can. I mean, that's actually really lovely put, the way you actually put that there. I mean, I've never really thought about it that way, but I suppose uh, I started watching wrestling because my life was absolutely fucked, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, now it has brought copious amounts of joy, you know what I mean? Like, many times, like, now, as I said, 
No, no, my work schedule is like completely different. But anytime I'm, I'm going to my work, which is running the wrestling school, uh, I'm buzzing. No, I mean I've never. I don't know if you've had how if you could you were saying earlier, you know, what the best is over. It's just a normal whatever your job is. No, I mean I'm going to disclose it. I remember what you said. I just thought I'd disclose it on there. Okay. Anyway, well, I don't know if you ever have you ever woke up and been like, "Yes, can't wait to go to work today." No. <laughs> I, I, honestly, mate, it's an amazing feeling. It sounds mad, not. I mean, but see, wait, not. You're like, oh, we got work today. Oh, brilliant, can't wait. It's 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 mental. Not. I mean, it's that actually is a it's a mad thing because working is something unique today in life. Uh, and I feel like for the last seven years, I've been technically running away from it because obviously, like, anytime I got offered, I like if I'm working a job, I, I was working a job and I got offered a wrestling booking. I would tell them, oh, I've got this booking for rest, and I can't work this day. And most of the time, but I, oh, you can't take that day off. I was like, I'm not, I'm not asking for half. I'm telling you, I, I want to be a wrestler. I don't want to be a labourer in the wilderness. Because obviously, because I, I went back to the wilderness, but I was never, I was never going to do. You know, I'm quite stubborn that way, you know. Uh, so I, I was never anything I was going to do. So I was just like telling them, I, I'm going to this. So I'd most some amount of jobs through wrestling as well. You know what I mean? It was never. It just at some points, then never feel like it would be so just ground and ground and ground. And now, as I said, I know the hard times. But I, there's gonna still probably be hard times ahead, but it feels like I messed the hard times with all this. Right, lovely put. Right. Professionalism. That's why. That's what we get here. Um. So, so when it comes to your brand, then you mentioned that. I think that's, that's a pretty good thing to, to go go on. Um. Talk about TikTok, of course. For TikTok, you were you were doing uh There was there was stories popping up in in uh, various newspapers online and things of your of your uh, shenanigans uh so to speak as well so how how do you how do you how do you do that really how's, how's it like just going how, how have you found the i don't know the recipe to go viral there's no recipe that's that's the hard thing about it but they're genuinely isn't it obviously you can kind of but i kind of there's there's kind of a formula of it not i mean like get people talking do something that's gonna get people talking sharing all the kind of things but i swear to god see the amount of times i've done a video and i thought to myself this is it this is this is the video i'm gonna post this and i'm gonna be on the telly in america next week no i mean doing interviews no this is the coolest video and then you post and you get 500 views not me like the fuck and then there's videos that you just do you post it you don't pick your phone up for another half an hour because you think you don't you know i mean you don't even think anything about the video you know what i mean you're just not even paying attention you check back and you get a million views you're like ah, what the fuck not i mean there's like no rhyme or reason to any but obviously like for example the sneak net like the the amsterdam thing i didn't think anything about that i just thought that was me explaining why I wouldn't be at an ICW on the Sunday because I had just started getting my character in ICW and in my stupid heat I thought people cared about this wee promo segment I was getting, not even on the show, but my videos in the fans, not in the Raven Report, I, think I, I used to do, I don't know if you remember it, but uh, I used to think that was, because Dallas had gave me this story, I thought in my head this is the most important thing. So I need to explain why I'm no there this weekend, you know what I mean? So I made up a story how I woke up drunk in Amsterdam because I was going on holiday there. And then before we know, I'm on CNN in Greece and Australia and all that, you know what I mean? Having to talk about how I woke up in Amsterdam and having to kid on that I was I was drunk in Glasgow and woke up in another country. Obviously, that is my first ever, that's technically my first ever work, you know what I mean? But I've obviously made people believe what myself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> 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 and I tell people that uh, it was true because obviously 
I mean, attention go. So as I said, there's no really a formula, but like there's some things that you do kind of, you can kind of tell. Was going well. I knew the rotten food reviews. I knew they were going to be good. I just knew it. That's the first time I've ever kind of studied it. But I was just, but I was doing good on TikTok. My videos when I was just like me arguing with people back and forth. But a lot of them because they couldn't handle what I was saying to them. They would report my video and I'd get banned and stuff like that. And I was enjoying TikTok and I was growing on it. I had like ten thousand followers and stuff. So I was like that, and I don't like banned anymore. So I need to think of something. So I started watching TikTok, man, man, man. And I was noting the best videos were the food reviews. Gordon Ramsay slaughtering people's food. All the people, all the videos where I was arguing, people were other people were arguing. People was like, "Can I put that all together?" And I thought, "Ray, these rotten food reviews will go to places that are disgusting." Everybody does food reviews, does nice ones. Unless you're Gordon Ramsay, who goes to the last level. Like, well, I can be like Gordon Ramsay, but on the street level. <laughs> so I'm going to go to wrong. And I remember the best kebab had done that they had went viral years ago because people were giving them bad reviews and they were replying to people at your. Uh, you're only saying this because I shagged your lawn or that and the guy was like heavy gone into town on people that were slaughtering the restaurant so I was like I'm going to go back there and see if it's still rotten and obviously uh, you've seen the, I'd imagine you've seen the video um, know, yeah, you know, yeah. the yeah. best kebab one so uh, then that just but that was again I, 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 I thought it would do good right but also I was just coming like the only reason I put it because I, I, I had an idea in my head no, I was, like, I'm going to pure film them all and do them all one by one and put. but then that same night I'd made a back I had two TikToks playing and I had a backup one I got banned on my main account again and I was like you know what fuck this and I was going away for the GPW and I'd seen best I was like, I'm just going to go and film this and fuck it and I just filmed it there and I was angry and I just posted it and I walked out to McDonald's and I checked my phone and it was only 20 minutes later and I had like 10,000 views and I was like whoa wait a minute that's no that's different, not I mean like usually in twenty minutes you get like if you're lucky you get hundred views, not I mean. I was like, that's no normal. And then I woke up the next day and it was like, like three hundred thousand or something like that. No, I mean I was like, Whoa. I was like shit's went real and obviously the papers were in contact with isn't that? And then I just for there I just became a TikTok cool and I was just fucking filming everything and doing everything because oh, but the, that account but see that account with the so that was my backup account but I ended up because of that one video in one night I get 12,000 followers so I had more followers on my backup account than my main account and obviously my main account had all my my bands and all my threats are getting banned and stuff like that so I was like well, I may as well just start this account just <laughs> this is my account going forward so that's my, my actual main account it's technically my backup but because it's getting me followers Obviously, it's not my main. Yeah. Uh, I saw my brand. I saw that as I uh, sorry, I cut you in, cut in right. uh, As I said, there's no rhyme or reason for it. Uh, if you do a video and you think it's going to be good, there's a good chance it's got to do shit. But if you really work uh, and you do your, your studying that, you might be able to find a wee formula or something and it'll work. That's it. When I, when I do my, my interviews and that, sometimes it like goes really well in audio or the video, and I'm like, this is the one. This is the one, and then I put it up, and it's like thirty views. I'm like, oh, come on, this is this is some of my best work here. So, um, it, it, it's just yeah. And then the next one, I'm like, oh, this is one I just kind of I didn't do a lot of notes on. I didn't really prepare, and it, it gets like a couple hundred. I'm like, this is, doesn't it make sense. It's definitely honestly, sense. It's, honestly, it's the most. It's, see, with stuff where you're it's a passion of yourself, and but you obviously would date regardless anyway. I feel like it just it doesn't. It doesn't need any reason to it. No, I mean TikTok now as well. TikTok is now. I feel like with TikTok as well. I'd finally figured TikTok follow every video I was doing while just smashing it there. And now they've changed their algorithm because they're trying to be like YouTube. So they want longer videos. They want you to put effort into it and all that. I've not got time for effort. One of the good things about TikTok was I could just fucking go 
stupid wee video, post it, put it away, and like, oh man, I've got 50,000 views on that, brilliant. Not I mean, so fucking, fucking shoot me. But, uh, but uh, speaking of the brand as well, was was there anything like, like, of course you watched the Save Fight Club documentary, which had Fredo in it, and you said, oh, I'm funnier than him, and I'm, I'm smaller than him, I'll, I'll do better. Uh, but was there any, but there's a lot of similarities to what, how your uh, branding goes with how Grado started as well. Was that just coincidence? Well, obviously, that... no, I did look up to, obviously, I did kind of look up to Grado and that, and he was, he was obviously, he was the blueprint of how you can kind of make a living out of doing it. So, obviously, when he started, he was obviously trying to get his name out of all the videos. And all. But obviously, I had to kind of take a different route. So, also, when I started wrestling as well, I also realised that not a lot of people like wrestling, right? Not that they don't like it, right? But they, they've stopped giving it a chance, right? My big thing about wrestling is my, I think wrestling's at Santa Claus, right? What happens when you're younger and you find out Santa Claus is not real? You start going and telling everybody else Santa's mm-hmm. not real, don't you? You start trying to ruin it for other people. It's the same thing with wrestling. That's why people are pure like, you know what? It's fake, right? Don't you? Because it's the Santa Claus effect. They want to ruin it. But see, but you need, we're, not, we're not designed to be arseholes, right? So see when we get older and we see kids enjoying Santa and all that. It goes away, you know, when you start you start lying, like when you're 20, if you've got a wee bra or stuff like that, you, when you're a certain age, you won't ruin it for them. If you're a bit younger, you might ruin it for them. There's a certain age where you realise, oh, no, I mean, you want to be pure, not, but nobody does it with wrestling, but no, I mean, they all want to still be arseholes with wrestling. So nobody ever really gives it a chance. So my big thing about wrestling is see if I can get you in the door, and you're going to come back. I really yeah. do, especially if you used to like it. See if you used to like it, you're going to come back, and you're going to remember all your fucking... Memories about Stone Cold beating the Rock and fucking Shawn Michaels beating Bret Hart, all these kind of things. Not, I mean, you're going to remember all your favourite memories of wrestling if you come to your shows. But you, you feel lied to, you feel betrayed. Not, I mean, you feel what you're, you're hurt because it was once your favourite thing ever, and you used to even fought for it when people started telling you it was fake at first. You're like, no, it's real. Not, I mean, you, you're going to die. You're willing to die in that hill at first, and then you, you finally realise you're like. Oh, you see that punch or that kick that maybe doesn't land, or you, yeah. or you see somebody like Rey Mysterio beating the big show, or not? I mean, you see something that's doesn't quite add up, and you're like, oh no, and you're you're disappointed, not? I mean, so my thing about wrestling is you need to get in the door. So my big thing as well was I know I'm funny, right? I know, right? I didn't used to think I was funny. I used to we used to be quite uh, when people would tell me I'm funny and stuff like that. You'd be like, I like Nepal, but eventually you kind of get told you're. you're you're something so many times and then you need to eventually believe it. So now, I don't know what I've got a track record of being funny. People have paid into a gig to see me beat all these kind of things. I've got a track. So I know I'm funny, right? But I also knew that I was going to, well, I don't know it, but I feel, I feel like I'm at a decent standard. It's like I'm one of the best in Scotland, obviously, not I mean, but if I say that, I'll obviously get all the purists, not dissecting every day. But wrestling's a full package, you know what I mean? It's not just about your in ring, it's about your uh, your brand, what you, you can talk on the mic, what you can do, all these different things, how you connect with the audience. But uh, so if I say I'm one of the best wrestlers, people might be showing it. But anyway, where was I going with that? Oh, ADHD, mate, sorry about this. It's, it's all right, then, then yeah, I, I kind of just was so in, enthralled, I forgot why you I'll remember, I'll remember, I'll remember, I'll remember, I'll remember, I'll remember. Something about using your brand. Uh, oh, I get. Oh, well, I know that's what I was last. I was going. So obviously, I know I'm funny. So I thought to get people to come and see me. I'll do. I've always done because before I went to wrestling, I did actually have some viral videos and all my whole. I'm on the night shift. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that was that was just something that went viral. Done a lot of kind of videos before I was ever into wrestling. So I always knew that being funny makes people like you, makes people want to see, wants to talk to you, all these kind of things. So I just thought, as a wrestler, I'm just going to be funny, I'm just going to do all my videos, try and be as funny as I can, and try and get people in the door. That is kind of what my brand is, I'd say. My brand mm-hmm. is that I'm 
people obviously say I'm a, I'm a character that's technical neg, but I'd say I'm more the love of a rogue. Everybody knows a Ravy Dave, you know what I mean? Like everybody's got a Ravy Dave around the corner. Uh, no, I mean, everybody's got a Ravy Dave that stays in the corner, that guy that's trying to uh, sell them for something for £40, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. trying to obviously get them, he's always up to something, you know what I mean? It's no, it's, it might be no good, but it's no something that we're all too concerned about, you know I mean? Just all these different things. So that's, the, that's what I've always gone for. I'm going for the little character who's funny, you know what I mean? Everybody gets stolen, maybe, obviously, you wouldn't want to leave them, uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't leave them to watch your post, you know what I mean? In case you can ban it as trash, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've always been kind of trying to portray, and that's what I feel like being funny is one of the biggest reasons my brand is so good. Obviously, doing stuff like I follow grade do the blueprint and that you go ideas for the insane fake club because they do they do the bit where they try and obviously they they try and go viral themselves and stuff like that. Then obviously as I go viral, I started to kind of get the formula. You always want people comment and stuff like that. Shock value is always good. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like my brand has been it's hard because obviously my brand is really Scott Scottish. You know what I mean? Like if, I feel like if other wrestlers in the UK had bought a brand as well as I have, they would probably be wrestling in America and maybe in Japan and stuff like that and getting flew all over Europe. The mind is obviously quite Scottish heavy, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would be as big if it wasn't Scottish, you know what I mean? So it's it's a catch-22 for myself, obviously, because if I'd never done this, I wouldn't be as big, you know what I mean? But if I feel like, if, let's say, I'm just saying, for example, uh, say, for example, Fyodoros had over 250,000 followers, I believe he would be like, in America, some technology, you know, these things, or because obviously, or even your Jason Reed's, or, or not, not, I mean, like people, but just because there's this, I know Jason Reed's technically is Scottish centered, but you can put that anywhere, not, I mean, you just, he's the, the sports fan of the, the most, the biggest, like, he goes to America, he's a Dallas Cowboys fan, not, I mean, kind of, that kind of thing, obviously, I've been early Lakers fan, Boston, not, I mean, he probably might be a Boston Celtics fan, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You get what I'm saying, but I feel like the the language barrier, so to speak. It's like Jason, we're not going to pick on Jason Reed for this particular bit, but uh, but for him, he's he's got he's he's got like the physique, but he's also quite well spoken. He's he's not ah, exactly Scottish, Scottish kind of thing. He's he's kind of got that. Well, uh, Leighton Le- Le- Buzzard, he is obviously already starting to go and do bits and pieces. But I imagine if he had over two hundred and fifty thousand followers, <laughs> he would have a contract right now, either with WWE or AEW or New Japan. Not I mean, so like even other, other people, not you know. Uh, who else is my part? Even uh, somebody who's somebody who I don't like, Thatcher, right? I feel like if he had something like 250,000 followers, he would probably be sent to the company or something like that, know what I mean? But it's just, as I said, I'm very Scottish centric, but that's my own fault. But it's no, it's a catch 22, as I always say. And that's no me, I'm not making digs at anybody else. That, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, I'm actually saying, I would like to see these boys all have. The following mm-hmm. that I've got, you know what I mean? Obviously, I would love it. I want, that's the one thing I want, especially now. I just want to see everybody doing well in Scottish wrestling. Obviously, except for certain things, but I'm not, I'm not going into that today, you know what I mean? But you, you obviously mm-hmm. know what I mean, do you? I, I, th- uh, I, think, I, I think I know, yes, I. Um, yeah, we don't decide up to that kind of thing. Um, but that's it. You're talking about, I mean, it's not impossible because we've seen things like people go viral uh, in the US, like um, the boy with the pizza. We did the pizza gimmick and that, and he ended up on AEW. So uh, it's not impossible to say if AEW came to the UK and they want to get some of the the vital stars on their show. That's not to say that they wouldn't go. This guy's got two hundred fifty thousand followers. We're going to get him on the show. So 
Uh, well, obviously, when AEW come to Scotland, I'll be saying to Xander, Xander, hit up your good pal, you are because Xander, you are or something, how pals, and then a good chat, and all that, I'll be saying, Xander, get him, send all the my socials, and all that, tell him to show Big Tony Kate, and then obviously try and get me on to the heavy job spot against Wardlow or something like that. I mean, I could definitely take a pull along something, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Maybe Davy Job Oxley, that's it, book it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, so we won't totally focus on on the brand because it it is like this is what kind of what I do the podcast for. Why I have the website is I always try to promote the live experience because that's that's it. I've, I've it getting them in the door and the the memories start to flood back. I mean, um, not so much like I got my wife to her first wrestling show and she was like, okay, I get why you go to these shows. I'm not going to watch it on TV, but I get uh, go to them because it is just an absolute riot for for two three hours. So the live experience is the best thing about wrestling, personally, whether it's funny or wrestling centric or or uh, something serious or what have you. It's 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 a circus of it's a variety show, and that's what yourself and community pro wrestling seem to really push forward because you do have the wrestlers doing the wrestling. We've also got the characters doing the the over the top uh, stuff as well. So it's it's a nice mix, a variety of what wrestling should be. Well, I know I appreciate you saying that because that is, that's what I see wrestling as, right? I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to pure dick. But there's definitely the types of wrestling that you can probably tell by my style that I'm not into. But just because I'm not into it doesn't mean that other people aren't in there. There is wrestling fans that love all wrestling, and then there's people that like the wrestling that I don't like, but probably don't like the stuff that I like and stuff like that. So, especially when you came up, even when I was, even when I was as a wrestler, I still would like, obviously, to, you and Kerds where it's like a variety of shows and stuff can everybody's doing something different. But with my own shows, I definitely try and portray it like that. Obviously, uh, my favourite wrestling is like WWE and the Attitude Era or the Ruthless Aggression Era or like TNA in between like 2002 and 2006. I like wrestling where it is. But I'm at, like, there's everything, you know what I mean? They've got all the, they've got the segments, they've got the wrestlers, they've got the main event talent, or main event talent, they've got the big guys, they've got the wee guys, they've got the, the women, they've got. Everything, not I mean, I like, I like that's that's the wrestling that I like. I don't want it just, but it's obviously for my ADHD brain or not. I mean, I couldn't sit and watch a show if it's just all the same stuff. I would be on my phone or talking to people. No, I mean that kind of stuff. Or is if it's a show that's constantly changing, constant different characters, all this stuff, then uh, that's if that's what draws me to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a big Wayne, not I mean, so that's what's going to drive like, Wayne and stuff like that. I always remember one time and all when I was coming through and wrestling, like, we always just like, pitch stories and that for like, certain shows and people like, oh, it's Wayne's shows, they don't really need stories and stuff like that, they don't they know any stories to try to see wrestling. And I would just always think, that is the biggest lot of shit I've ever heard in my life. Because when I was a Wayne, it was the stories that I cared about. I wasn't even fucking watching your 60 minute Matt Classic, you know what I mean? What's a fuck, man? I was watching Stone Cold kind of me, I'd be up trucking Scoosh Nair, people, Shawn Michaels, fucking uh, the Montreal School job, uh, John Cena and the Ruthless Aggretto, all that stuff, and that was all the stuff that got me hooked to it, so obviously as I said so that's what, and I, I think other kids would be hooked to that as well, and so, you know that I day, I day, obviously I don't day pure I'm not one of these guys that are going to day, I'm not going, because obviously I'm trying to run as many shows as I can, I'm not going to day a story and govern and then the next next two weeks later and say if I'm in well, we've got a show booked in Helensburg for June. If I'm going to Helensburg, I'm not going to then expect, even though I've got a lot of travelling fans, I'm not going to expect, I'm not going to carry the story. Mm-hmm. Yet I'm not in effect, I'm going to do bold stories in venues. So if I like, knew I know Bumal was going to be staying, because like, at the first one, we sold that out, and the tickets gone for the second show are already flying out the door. So I'm going to do 
try and be like for more centric stories. I've got my govern centric story. Eventually, once I start filming, which I'm filming wee shows here and there, but just it's all budget stuff. Not I mean, I would rather I want my show to look. But before I film all my shows, I'd rather have the setting look as good as it can before you present it. I think I've filmed some shows and they look all right, not I mean, but I just before I'm filming every show, I want it to be perfect. Maybe not perfect, but you, I'm sure you get what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, so, you want to anyway, present it the best way you possibly can before. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, if I if I pick, if I get something to film it for three shows, I could use the money that I'm paying to film them towards eventually getting a better set of that knew that I'll be happy with. Just these kind of things. Uh, so I so that's my my reasoning for it. Uh, it's, it's always for the live audience and it's the circus style I like because everybody's different. Not everybody's got to be the same. We're going to be shite if we're the same. So if your wrestling shows all the same, then guess what? That's probably going to be shite or not. Um, when it comes to things like, you say you're, you're branched out, Hillsborough and, and you've got Farmalik and, and Govan and all that. Um, like One of the more random ones is, is Peterhead, which was, when I was looking at it, when, when I saw you announced it, I was like, is there another Peterhead in Scotland? Because... Peter heads up my way. <laughs> like somebody just messaged me and I, well, basically, actually, there's a because obviously I, I do another thing as well called Suplex Celebrations. I need to promote it, to be fair, but it's basically we do birthday parties in the hub. Uh, we if you you book your own wee show, uh, the wrestlers will do free match in the first half. It'll be like Grimush, well, obviously it's not quite decided who's won. Then we have the cake. Bad, depending on obviously, some means when they like there's cake getting stolen by someone, but so we have the bad guys come out, take the cake, good guys come out, challenge them at a match at the end of the night. Winner gets the cake, bad guys are like, right, no bother, but we'll take the cake now. Day to six man tag match, you get the win, off the boy, off the girl, we come in, hit the finish, pin them one, two, three, so the Wayne's actually win the cake back, not I mean storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, then obviously, Wayne's celebrating, and if we've got a bit of time at the end, because it's located in the school, I'll let the Wayne's all hit those on me so they can kind of get a feel for if they want to come along to the school and that as well. But uh, Mark, but uh, advertisement, a bit of advertisement at somebody's birthday, not a rubbish kid. So, with that, uh, a company for England, I've just been talking to a company for England, and then it's like, how about uh, if anybody messages me and asks me about it in Northern England, I'll put them on to you and vice versa. And the guy messaged me and said, somebody Peter Heath messaged me, would you do a show there? I was like, I mean, I'll do a show anywhere as long as it's financially viable. And then the guy that got in contact with me basically said, it's, like, it's, it's a charity fundraiser show, it's not, it's not a full charity fundraiser show, it's like a 50 50 thing. Not, we're going to make a bit of money, but we're also going to put a bit of money towards this. He run, he's trying to make raise money funds for a basketball team or something, Peter. He does something like the guy that's running it. So it's yeah. kind of like a, it's like a half and half bought and show hop, not I mean half and half no. It's heavy stress and mute because of that. No, I mean, I did rather take full control or let that guy just bought fully in. I've no, I mean, because obviously I'm new to this business and all. I'm no, so I thought, oh, this would be a good idea. So I'm going to go into the lungs and things with it, but. If I ever do it again, it'll be me that's doing it all myself and I'll just come up and fly on post and that. But obviously all these kind of things are hard because I don't drive in it. So that was my idea. I was thinking, no, this guy says why I do it 50-50. It's like, they kill you, advertise on post and that. But my advertising post, and I'm quite meticulous, but I'll go and I'll put funnels, I'll get a lot of flyers and put proof people's letter boxes and I put posters up. But people just normally put like, four bits of sellotape on their posters. I laminate my full poster with, with, with tape for mm-hmm. one reason, but no, I think of it, right? See if, see if your, your job is getting sent out, you see if you're like, what for the account or something, you're getting sent out to rip in a poster anyway, you're going to be like, ah, fuck's sake, man. Is this really my job, right? So you're going to know what I do anyway, right? Then imagine you get to that poster and it's been fucking stuck on with like 20 bits of tape, and you actually need to pure work to get it off. You're going to be like, ah, 
fuck us. I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? And it, it works me to see the amount of times that new ones that used to get ripped off don't get ripped off anymore. It's mental, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm quite meticulous, mate. And I, I, I'm not saying any bad thing about the guys who've done it. I'm, I'm sure he has worked hard and stuff like that. And he's done everything that he thinks is a good job. But it's just no... I would just have been up doing it as much as I could, you know what I mean? So... Uh, it's, it's gone well for ticket sales, you know what I mean? But also, as well, I'm a bit greedy. You know, every single one of my shows are sold out. And I think this is going to end the streak, the Peter Heat one. No buy too much, you know what I mean? But I'm just a greedy bastard. I've had nine shows sell out. My, my first nine shows I've ran, I've sold them all out, and I'm about to do my 10th with Durham Chapel. So it's just now, you're like, bastard. Right. So, so this is the big the big push then for, for the Peter Head show. That's if anybody, if anyone listens to this, has got any anything they want to get to, get to Peter Head show, or at least buy a ticket. Don't have to come. Uh, no, no, you should come. No, you should come. But to be fair, because I did think uh, I actually did think as well with Peter because I was going to do the one. I think I probably will, will go back up because they were sort enough that I think we're, we're building something up there as well. You know what I mean? It's just Peter. He's just a wee villager. Not there's no a lot of a wee turn or whatever. Not a lot. I don't imagine a lot happens. And that's one of the things I want to get to a lot of places like that. But not a lot of stuff happens because that's like a lot of people try to get themselves into big places and big sites. Not it's not you want. You want places that. No much happens, so that they take doesn't matter. They wouldn't care if they like the history, or they just want to go down, and then they go down to see the rest and they enjoy it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like uh, for Peter Head as well. I think they had they had um, a UPW there for a while, yeah, United Pro, and then for WrestleZone run run there. Every, Why every that's so actually I so. feel bad to be fair because the guy that's bought it into me made it to me as if nobody runs it anymore. And he said people used to run it, so I mm-hmm. thought maybe it wasn't financially viable or something like. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. maybe it wasn't so. I should have done my due diligence and maybe I should have asked, not I mean, but I never done that. I feel bad about it now. But Here stuff are. happens. Yeah. Here we are. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So my bad. Yeah. But as I said it's a learning business. Now I know what today going forward. Anytime I've gone to a new place, I will make sure to message people and do my due diligence and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's all you can do. Not I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, as just, I said. It's a learning curve, isn't it? Like you're saying, it's just a I'm just realising. I'm looking at myself in the in the zoom here. I look like one members of. I don't know if you remember uh, what, what they called. Oh, they will be Khan in it for it uh, for a bit. It's the red with the with the red the uh, red berets and the, the green the gear. Oh, it's, it's going to come to me in a bit. But I'm just looking at myself now, thinking I look fucking terrible in this uh, particular outfit. Red anyway, you should never be seen unless it's on a washing machine, apparently. Oh uh, well, I'm there. I'm there. A fashionista, unfortunately. Um, oh no, no, I, I, I don't know that name because people have said it to me for wearing red and green at the same time. You know what I mean, mate? <laughs> um, so when it comes to the divide, though, like there's not a segue I was going with, but uh, one of the videos, of course, that came viral was uh, someone driving past you, um, flying in or or what have you in your your Celtic inspired singlet. Um, was that another just conscious decision when it comes to like the govern team? Of course, Xander comes out in the blue. You come out in the green, green and white. Was that just like a harmonious thing? Was that a conscious thought? Ah, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was like that's the joke. You know what I mean? It's like because I, I, my steps under Rangers fan and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I'm no, I love Celtic a day, but and and for ninety minutes when I say it, Rangers game on a day, love the the rivalry and the banter and that. But I'm no pure. I don't. Uh, there's Celtic fans that and Rangers fans that like, hate each other, not I mean, don't even know each other, like, just like, and I'm no into that, not I mean, Xander's not into that either, so we kind of had the idea, let's get old from the singlets and that, and, uh, well, obviously, for, like, we're a team, not I mean, so obviously people think it's mad, but I think people, like, it's a way to, like, if one, let's see if there's a team that just put the two Celtic singlets, you're, like, 
it's a way to get everybody. No, it's a way to get everybody. Right. Like, you, know, you know what I mean? Plus, the way we were obviously, I know, it was when we were doing like, good merch sales on the first Govington t shirt, we were like, well, let's get these out, we can then sell Celtic Rangers Govington t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, we never get rid of that. It'd be fair like in COVID or something like that. And fuck this. Uh, but that was why. That was why. Was probably the main reason to be fair to sell merchandise. But uh, it was uh, one of the also the other reasons because we were against the all the shit that comes with be a team and they support different teams. But doesn't mean we're not a team. And I think there's a lot of people who are the complete opposite of that. Uh, for for folk that are shouting at me, it's Truth Commission. Was what I was thinking of the Truth Commission. Um, oh. But, uh, is uh, Steg getting Partick gear? Is that his going to be his? Uh, is he no, no, he, he's he's vote. so now we're getting matching Govington trackies because uh, if you go to sing, it's outdated anyway, kind of thing. And uh, Steg obviously supports Celtic, so we can't have two as we're on the Celtic trackie and okay, one no. we're on the Rangers one because then it will be back to that fucking divide thing that I was saying. It kind of only works when there is two, is not I mean unless we get no. a fourth member. But then that's too much. Too much. Not I mean that's too many people getting into the merch cut. Not I mean, fuck that. Fuck <laughs> 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 it already. Already about an audience of them. You stag some. Not I mean, but stag. Stag's not. Stag's not good. Pal. So, so, so we haven't really still talked about a lot about your actual in-ring wrestling stuff. So we'll do a bit of that before we actually uh, close up and I actually go back to work. Uh, and this is the bit where I'll freeze up and you'll not get me going on big long tangents. This is the stuff that they never wants to talk about. Not I mean, everybody. But... All that stuff we went through the past. I talk, spoke about that in all different kind of podcasts, whether it be wrestling ones, ones that people who are my big mate five O who's just getting on because he knows that I'm good at TikTok. Or like, you know, I mean, all the podcasts that I've done that aren't really wrestling audiences. This is kind of all the stories that I tell. So this is when you know get this is when you get me going. Boo, boo, freeze well, there, up, there was two opponents that really like I really wanted to to uh, talk about or at least get your thoughts on. One being James Storm. Of course, had a t- uh, Texas death match with him. Uh, of course, being a fan of, of early TNA, of course, you would have seen James Storm. He would have been a guy that you would have seen a lot for America's Most Wanted and, and uh, Beer Money. So what was it like actually meeting James Storm and getting taxed wrestling? wrestling? It was actually James Storm who got me into TNA, the six-sided steel cage match where, you know, Skipper, does, no, I mean, the, that's yep, what turning point. That was like, but I'd, watch, I'd been watching it before then, but that was when I came down. I'd been sticking with the wrestling channel. I'd have it when I was playing my wrestlers. But then once that spot happened, it was like, wrestlers doing, hey, this is fucking something to watch. So that was a really cool moment. I, uh, uh, it, I, that was just a really cool moment. I obviously get into wrestle with somebody that was trying to something different to like, but uh, it was just all went well, to be fair. I was thinking if there's maybe any insider stories about planning the match and that, but it was really good with me. Uh, the full time, he was trying to get over. Obviously, a big proponent of him being so good with me is because I worked with Bram previously, and Bram had told him how good I was. I think a lot of times in wrestling, like young boys or trainees or people in, like, if they're in with a, a big star like that, they'd maybe not take a liberty, but they'd be like, Doing a bit of extra training, a bit of extra teaching, and that, but they two always looked. I think, especially with Bram, the stuff I done with Bram was a wee bit mental. Know what I mean, well, the thing with my eye, I was telling him to keep going, not, and he was like, "You sure? You sure?" So I think I earned his respect for that. So then he's told James Storm, and it'd be a Texas Death Match and that as well. I think, but and that was my idea. It's me pitched that idea. So I think that in the past, like, not known the past, but like, if somebody suggested a match like that to somebody who is quite big in the wee teeny. I think the person in wrestling history would maybe lay it in teaching that who do you think you ought to challenge me to match this kind of thing but it was nothing like that no I mean it was all 
love of well, he was really good put me, put me over obviously he, went, he won the match but everybody was talking about all the different things the, the spots with his tax and that and other stuff like that after it so that's probably that's definitely my top five favourite matches that I've ever wrestled in yeah uh, the other opponent I was going to ask was Bram so you've answered that question pretty much so <laughs> no, Bram, Bram, was, Bram was brilliant see that was my first ever time uh, watching like, wrestling a big name obviously address with like people that became that came on to become big names but that was my first time wrestling somebody where you're like I'll probably not the amount of bookings I get this year I'll probably not make his wage that he's getting for this one match kind of things like that no I mean it was just like this is it was mad but he was he was so good with me he was, everybody already had these stories about how Brandon's mental and one time in an ICW tour before the show we're all back not after the show we're all back we're all getting we're all having a drink in a hotel and like he's trying to He's trying to like, get weighed, like, he's trying to obviously like, act like the vet on me and try to like, like give me your shoes and all. I was like, no, I'm not giving you my fucking shoes, no, I mean. And like, obviously it was that way, he was like trying to pump me out. Now I, I wouldn't take it. I was like, mate. It's like, I was like, I don't know who you think you're not, I mean, or who you think I'm on. But I was like, but I, I come from a dodgy place and all, no, I mean, like stuff like you're not taking my shoes, mate. If I go home, people find that I've had my shoes stole off, mate, it'll no be worth no be worth it for me, you know what I mean? They kind of things. So I think the fact that I but obviously didn't take I don't think he was being malicious then, it was just like the old wrestling, fucking trying to make somebody pay their dues and ribbing that. And just the fact that I said, no, mate, I would rather fight you than have you make fun. He's a big guy and that, I think that's one he's respect, not I mean? And then obviously after that, uh, we, I, think, I feel like we made some magic, to be fair, not I mean? I feel like some of the stuff we've done, uh, we definitely blurred the lines of what's real and what's fake in wrestling, not I mean? Uh, uh, I told him before it, he was obviously trying to go with the hardly, and he uh, told him, he's like, if you couldn't do it, because Sam Barber's bust me open the eye before, if you can't do it, uh, you're made a pussy, and you're a big pussy, because Sam Barber can date and you can't. And then he came backstage after that, funny fact, they were actually after that spot, so I was actually, I made a wolf that match, obviously the wedding segment, and Wolfgang called, called an audio, we told Dallas, and he's like, uh, he's, you, know, you can't have him wolfing, you know what I mean, look, look at the size of his eyes, the fans are actively, what, scared, no, I mean, people are actually worried because the, the, I said the thing about Charlotte Claire, no, I mean, obviously, people thought, well, I've just said that, that like, I've not actually had permission of it, and like. so we definitely blurred the lines, but uh, I ended up winning because so I got a big win and a big show because I was just up for letting somebody beat the shit out of me, <laughs> no, I mean, but uh, as I said before, it I used to do stuff like that when I was younger, no, I mean, like. Stuff, you know, I, I used to go like, fight and so, like, these kind of things, and just for the funny as well. So now that I was getting it in a stage in front of people, it wasn't it? obviously people think it maybe mad, but I just think it's it's art in it. It's, it's I mean, if you're willing to do it, I suppose. What what's it's up to you? As long as as long as you have kind of like it's back to that control thing. As long as you have kind of a little bit of control, you knew it was going to happen. Oh, no, def- I definitely. I would yeah. never. I, like, I don't think. I just think as well with all this stuff, but when wrestling, I feel like there's a lot of people getting into wrestling and like, they forget why they went there. No, I mean, you get into wrestling because you loved it. No, I mean, wrestling's the maddest sport ever. Like, imagine, say, you go, you're a boxer, you're an MMA or something like that, and you're, you're sparring or stuff like that, and people are showing submissions. I don't think anybody gets told, oh, they're going to get put in an armbar, and they'll go, like, yes, I do to me. We see in wrestling, we see you learn to be a wrestler, see if somebody says, oh, who wants to take a choke slam? There's hundreds of people, oh, I'll take it, I'll take it, mate. No, I mean, oh, who wants to take a pill driver? Oh, me, I'll. No, you know what I mean? It's just, it's the maddest thing in the world. Uh, and I feel like when a lot of wrestlers get into it, Maybe they forget to say it because they don't know why I take this, why I do this, why I do that. It's just, I don't know. Another tangent for me, but 
It's all right. Um, so before we, we kind of wrap up, then we we asked two questions. I don't know if you've seen any past episodes. We asked two questions to everyone. They're ridiculous questions. We've we've asked them to Big Demo, Grado, and everyone in between. Um, so what win a fight? Two sheep or one cow? One cow. I like the confidence in that, in that answer. Fair enough. And uh, the other question we ask everyone is, what's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, my favourite dinosaur is, uh, I used to, see this is funny, I used to be mad into dinosaurs when I was a wee boy, I used to go down to the one time I actually, I went missing, right, my man, my man, my sister couldn't find us, how young I was, so my man was still alive, uh, and I'd actually walked into the Pollock Centre, uh, go to the wee woman that had the bookshop, and I used to always give me dinosaur books, and that's what I went to, I stayed in Pollock, by the way, then I walked for Gummy or the Pollock. I stayed in the so I went. It was just it was a but at that age it was probably a forty five minute walk to be fair. Not I mean, but mm-hmm. now it's probably about a ten fifteen. Uh, so probably a I've got a lot of I like a lot of dinosaurs. I'm trying always new. I've said that and I want to come with, but I, I can't accept you that Tyrannosaurus Rex. Get on. Stegosaurus. That's my grandma called Stegosaurus. Let's go for that. There we go. That's fine. That's a nice, nice, nice one. That's a nice dinosaur. Um, great. Well, I think well, there's so many things I probably could ask you, but we'll end up having our hour of tangents. And, yeah, uh, and uh, to be fair, I know you usually ask people to ask questions and stuff like that. We can just call this part one and I'll come back on next time. I'll get well, we'll a get... bit of free time. Nothing. That's what we'll do. So before we go then, what do you want to plug? Plug whatever you want. Uh, so we've got the wrestling school uh, we run classes on Saturdays and Sundays for 5 to 11 year olds 12 to 15 year olds or adults uh, the timetables are all different so you're probably better off messaging me and on Wednesday we also run kids classes 5 to 11 and 12 to 15 uh, and we've got the wrestling company we've got community pro wrestling we're doing shows all over the place uh, so why don't you check us out coming down to one of your shows we've got a show this Friday in Drumchapel's two tickets left for that probably sold it by the time this goes out on air. Then we've got one two weeks after that in Peterhead. So if you are Billy, Billy should do a wee night out now. I mean, Peterhead with all his pals and that head there to uh, Peterhead for the wrestling. But anyway, if you are from that direction, please come and see us. It's going to be a belter show. I'm going to absolutely tear the house off the place because uh, one, I thought it was actually a football stadium or wrestling. That's actually another reason I'm taking it. But I took the because the guy took the football club and I thought we were wrestling in a stadium so I'm going to blow the roof off the place so that it actually is like a stadium setting you know what I mean uh, then two weeks after that we've got Johnston again we sold the first one in January after only putting the show out for six weeks we literally booked it in six for, we had it seven weeks to the show for the day I booked it and we sold it in four weeks with three weeks to spare so because of that we've seen the demand going on one so that's in April then a week after that we've got Mount Vernon and our company back in the day ran that place we only sold 15 tickets there right now we've sold over 100 tickets to it so it shows you that wrestling is booming right now again in Glasgow it's a debunked promotion now by the way and all before anybody so I'm still in people's venues because I'm like that yeah okay man uh, oops that's the one bad thing about my phone. Oh no. That's right. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still here. Right, sorted, sorted, <laughs> sorted. No, but uh, I was actually only joking about that before everybody starts. Can we see? I say, I know, I say, all of jokes, and then people don't know how to take me. I've probably got to get hundreds of you for that there. But I don't give a fuck. I actually give a fuck, but not I mean, because I have fucking emotional issues. But anyway, right, tangent. Mount Vernon 20. Then we've got the big one, right? 
Usually in government, we do the Fairfield Club, but it's a title tournament. Every single show we've done, we've sold out, especially the Fairfield Club. We've sold, every show has been to 440 people there, and after we sell it to 440 people, more people ask tickets. So what is the next logical step after that? Is get a bigger venue. So we're going to the Park Villa Hub, which is actually where the rest of the school is. They've got a big, nice sports hall. We can hold 600 people. So we'll be crowning a champion. We have wrestlers that have never wrestled in Scotland before, such as Man Lake Greece. Uh, well, actually, he's the only wrestler who's no wrestled here before. But we've also got Simon Miller, who's no wrestler from Glasgow before, to be fair. Uh, who guy with 300,000 YouTube subscribers, big in the wrestling co- uh, community in that oil the world. And we have Adam Maxted, that's who I'm actually wrestling. And we'll be crowning a CPW champion. We've been doing all these shows and we've not got a champion yet, so that's what we need today. So we can, so I can gauge and all who the draw is, not and put belt on somebody and then say that's the person. No, I mean, if tickets, if we don't, if it's not selling it after that, they're fired. Okay, man. Uh, we know what I'm going, and then after that, and all in June, we've got Dalmellington and Ayrshire, and then back to Bumal, 9th for June, and then we've got Helen's Brown the 18th, and a book day free or one week after each other because Billy basically said about how I was booking too many shows to keep up with, so I'm making it even harder for him. But no, seriously, what actually reason I booked day free was because I had a goal to book 12 shows this year, and then I had realised that if I book day free shows in June, that'll be 12 before the first half of the year's done. Right, and... Uh... Talk about I'm already bald because yeah, if I've had to try and try and t- organize ten lot of announcements that you put out in one go, I'm I'm just gonna just be bald. But you know, okay, I'll, I'll give you another two announcements that are booked in, but I'm not any post on that film. But we'll be having the first ever community pro wrestling rumble. It'll be called the Govan Rumble on the 25th of August in the Fairfield Club, and then we'll be having a two day anniversary show this year last year we only had one day this year we'll be spreading out one day in the Fairfield Club one day in the Hub I'm going to try and get my first import for that show as well because I feel like that is also a logical next step uh, I've been talking with some decent names but it's just no quite go there yet so hopefully by then we will be getting Sunday out for the States or something like that that is the next two goals I've got for the company company's doing really well but we can always expand grow uh, one of the just I'm not uh, bus- the reason blockbuster in our business is because we just sat and took the business that we were doing. Not, I mean, that's not what we're here today. We're here to keep expanding, keep going forward. Uh, we're doing that, and we're actually doing it. We are uh, remember the old DCW thing, the uh, and the Misfit Toys. That's what I feel with community pro wrestling is. It's uh, guys that you're not going to really see all else Scotland wrestling for, or, or there's some guys that you will be no not I mean, my actual core talent kind of exclusive to CPW. And that's not for any reason. That's just uh, the way the curves have fallen. So promoters out there, I would actually wouldn't mind if you took something with that and put them on shows because they sell a lot of tickets. I mean, it's not just down to me that my shows are selling it. It's because of the guys that I put on the shows working extremely hard as well. So please get in contact with them. Get them on your shows as well because it's not just about me community pro wrestling. Uh, my missus does a lot and so does the guys backstage and that is why we're a big family. And that's the reason I think we're doing so successful. So this podcast is about me being about me talking about myself but I like to just finish it off by saying the most important match part about community pro wrestling isn't me or it's the guys backstage the day the wrestling and the woman sorry uh, the guys outside doing the crew the woman doing the merch is one also my name is my partner and then obviously my partner for keeping me grounded and no booking 45 wrestlers a show because I have definitely nearly done that at points in the past so you've got a rumble coming up but thank you very much for joining me today we'll, we'll keep an eye on community pro wrestling on your social media and uh, of course we'll, we'll put out the match announcements as, as soon as they go up 
quickly. Anyway. Follow my TikTok, Ravy Davy Fresh Prince. And that's what's happening, troops. <laughs>